They're also saying that he was just exercising his First Amendment right here. Do you think that's a valid argument in your view? No, I really don't think that's a valid argument. You know, as the indictment says, you know, they're not attacking his First Amendment right. He can say whatever he wants. He can even lie. He can even tell people that the election was stolen when he knew better. But that does not protect you from entering into a conspiracy. All conspiracies involve speech, and all fraud involves speech. So, you know, free speech doesn't give you the right to engage in a fraudulent conspiracy. That's former Attorney General Bill Barr with Caitlin Collins on CNN yesterday. So the defense here is that Donald Trump is going to claim that under his First Amendment right, he has the right to go out and say that the election was stolen. He has a right to go out and say that uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats acted nefariously and changed ballots and did all those things. And he has that right and it's protected under free speech. But is that a valid argument? Is that going to hold up in a court of law? Evan Kamaker is a dean emeritus with the Branch Wrinkly Collegiate Professor of Law at U of M. And he joins us. Evan, great to have you. Um, is that going to fly in court? First Amendment as a defense? Uh, I don't think so. Um, the court has made clear that if you commit a crime, it's no defense just because your crime uses words. Think about a bank robber, right? Tells the teller, open the drawer and put the money in the bag. Somebody committing bribery, if you vote for me, I'll pay you a million dollars, right? Those are all acts of speech, but they're also crimes. And as the former attorney general correctly said, uh, lots of crimes actually are involve speech, either written speech, uh, written communication or oral speech. That's not a protection. He's right. Trump is right in saying that he has a First Amendment right to say whatever he wants to about the election results. He can claim that he won. He can claim that it's all fake. Uh, he can do that even if he thinks he's lying. Um, but he can be punished for actual crimes that he commits, even if they are based on speech in some sense. So, again, persuading somebody to do something illegal, like become a fake elector and sign your name falsely certifying that you are entitled to represent the state of Michigan for purposes of who the presidential electors are. That's a crime. And just because he gets somebody to do it using his words, that's not a defense. So he, here's I, I saw a quote from Jamie Raskins uh, from Maryland who said uh, basically laid, laid, laid the, the example out where, well, you can say that money is fictitious and cryptocurrency and all those things are they're not tied to 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 our currency and our dollars and our, our bills. But if you start printing out money, that's the crime. So you can say whatever you want about money. But until you start printing it out, that's the crime. Here, here's my question. If lying yeah, is if yeah, I thought it was. I actually thought it was as well. But if lying is protected speech under the First Amendment, is lying with the intent to steal something criminal or fraudulent, or do you actually have to steal something or commit fraud for it to cross that criminal threshold? Well, your instinct is right with the latter, but let's remember two things. First of all, attempts to commit crimes are also crimes, mm-hmm. right? So attempting to steal the election can still be a crime, even if he didn't successfully do it. And conspiracies involved being being involved with other people who might do the acts, even if you're the one who is just doing the planning and the words. So 
So one can still commit a crime if one uses words to set in motion action taken by other people, as long as it gets to the point of an attempted crime, even if it actually doesn't succeed. So, so just the words alone, no, you can't be punished for that. But mm. setting in motion with other people a set of activities that do their best, you can be punished for that, right? So do I have a First Amendment right to say, I hope my neighbor drops dead? Sure. But if I called somebody and said, hey, I'll pay you a million dollars if you take him out next week, sure. now, I have, now I'm, I am guilty of conspiracy to attempt murder even though I haven't actually lifted a finger. You know, the other part of this, too, is 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 this all fell while Donald Trump was still the president. And while he goes out and says now today, even at rallies, he can go out and say that the election was stolen. Fine. Again, that's protected. But what I haven't quite heard yet is is governmental immunity. Is he able to claim and maintain that in his official duty and capacity as commander in chief, there was a he, he falls under a certain protective class. Is that going to fly in the court? Yeah, that's an interesting question. And there's really two questions here. The first is whether or not any immunity protects against criminal acts. The Supreme Court decided close to 50 years ago that sitting presidents have an immunity from being sued on civil claims for monetary damages. Mm -hmm for anything they do in their official capacity. And the idea being, you don't want a president to kind of, you know, pull back from some action that they should take place just sure. because they're worried there might be an individual who gets injured and then they'll sue for a million dollars, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the court has applied that all the time in civil cases. And Donald Trump himself has raised that defense in a lot of the civil lawsuits that have been brought by, for example, police officers or members of Congress who has sued him for damages, saying that he set in motion the riot that took place on January 6th, and they were injured, and they deserve money. So Trump has said, no, 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 you can't sue me on that. That was official capacity stuff. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court has never held as to whether or not that same immunity applies also in the criminal context. Uh, they have dropped hints that it does not. I predict that it won't. But of course, we have a Supreme Court uh, currently that is somewhat unpredictable and 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 a number of it has been moving more to the conservative side of things more recently, more protective of presidential power. So I think that's an interesting question. There's also the question about whether or not even if he can claim immunity from criminal prosecution, were these specific acts ones that he can claim were done in his official capacity mm -hmm. or were they really the acts of somebody in his in his capacity as a candidate? for office. In other words, was he just doing these things as any candidate for reelection could have done, hold rallies, encourage people to say, no, I really should have won the election, etc. Um, again, that litigation is still ongoing in the context of these other lawsuits uh, that I have mentioned. My own view is that his actions should be viewed as one of a candidate, not one as the president, because he was really seeking reelection. He wasn't governing when he was doing these alleged actions. But I do think it's an argument that while, you, as you say, nobody's talking about, I suspect he should raise that as a defense. If nothing else, it will take a while for the courts to sort out. Sure. Um, well, it, 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 I, I, you know, I've seen different 
legal takes on on this particular indictment. You know, they they, they point to the the documents case out of Mar-a-Lago as being a, a bit more open and shut, although there is still some interpretation there. This one, there there does seem to be almost a 50-50 split that this case is not a slam dunk. It's going to be very difficult for the prosecution to prove intent, whether it's uh, the conspiracy charges or fraud or whatever it is. It's going to be very difficult to to uh, prove that. But then I've seen more uh, uh, takes that that say that this is a, a pretty solid case that Jack Smith has put out there. Where do you fall on this? I'm more on the latter side, but I do think that there are risks. Um, let me give an example. The, the, the fact that Trump might honestly have believed that the election was stolen doesn't give him the right to do illegal things to right the wrong. You gave an example of this earlier. Here's another one. I might think that the bank wrongly withheld money that it owed me an in interest, but that doesn't entitle me to break into the bank and take back mm-hmm. the money that I think I'm owed, right? So it's not enough as a defense for Trump to say, I really believe that I won the election and I should be the president. He has to claim that he reasonably believed that nothing he did was illegal, that he did not do it with corrupt intent. And here he's going to probably say, look, I had lawyers who told me I can do it. I had Rudy Giuliani. I had John Eastman. Now, generally speaking, the law says it is a defense if you rely on lawyer's advice, but it has to be lawyer's advice that you rely on, quote, in good faith, and that you reasonably follow that advice. That's what I think is going to be complicated here, because while he was being told by two lawyers, maybe, or three, oh, yeah, you can do this, he was being told by a boatload of lawyers. And then what does it mean for those other attorneys as well? Evan Kamerker, I'm up against it. Appreciate the time, as always. Got to take a break. 